You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Listen, Nathan Sager on Blue Sky is going to have to step it up because he just added me with. On Veterans Remembrance Day, Florida gave a history lesson by playing poor defense in France. Well, I had a, a lady Mizzou fan in my mentions today on fucking Blue Sky. We're not doing it over there. Yeah, who's talking shit on Blue Sky? You, a you, girl! You, you gotta really, you gotta really, really wanna talk shit to try and start shit on Blue Sky. And I gotta tell you, you better book a brow threading before you try that at me again. Because I'm going to grab you by them, and I'm going to be able to. It's just very much not the vibe over there. Well, <gasps> uh, Nanny is uh, Nanny is under the weather tonight. He is, once again, I, I hate that we have to keep saying this, not dead. Not dead. Do not uh, pour Do not pour blood in uh, your Ryan computer. Ryan is actually online and tweeting right now. You can see this, but he is uh, he is ill and has lost his voice. Yeah. Um, you know, shit, you know what we should have done? We should have said I was sick, and then I could have played Ryan all night. No one would know. So, uh, because Ryan is not here with us, um, yes, we have divvied up the uh, Michigan post-game duties. Um, I will be bleeding from the forehead uh, mm -hmm. during our during our uh, um, Ryan. We love you so fucking much. Moment. Am I shit? Am I crying? Was I supposed to cry? Uh, I'm supposed so. to cry. Spencer was assigned the crying. Okay. Um, Holly, I think so. There was like praying going on as well. I can do that. Um, Okay, so so we need all of these things to happen. Mind you, one guy did all this stuff for Michigan mm -hmm. in the immediate aftermath. Oh no, wait, we the, don't the, have that. A different guy was bleeding. It, so it took, so we're we're t we're turning a two person job into three, but still. Oh wait, can I swear? What about swearing? Uh, well, I think we kind of all have to cuss. There was a lot okay. of cussing. Okay. So we'll have to divvy that load. Okay. Ryan, Ryan, uh, I'm bleeding. We fucking love you. <laughs> we love you, man. Fucking love you. I love. I'm, I'm even going to tell that we'll get to this, but there is my, there is one thing about the interview. That's my favorite. Father thing. God, I want us to just lift all of our, I, I just want us to all lift our brother Ryan up in prayer tonight. Um, place him on your softest loaf of Zingerman's finest, drizzle him with oil and vinegar, and then just bathe him under your, under the heating heat lamps of your love. We do have an actual pastor in here. Hello, John Pyle. Um, <laughs> If we want to actually get led in prayer, man, have we talked about the proper panda belly that Mike Elko's got? Like he's, I did. Did he have that when he started? He did nope. not look this North Carolinian. Nope, he moved to North Carolina and he just went boom. Oh shit! Yeah, everybody who's still holding Ryan up, put him down, please. It's like the Santa Claus. Once you become North Carolinian, it's just boom, belly, lip in, hat on at all times. I just saw somebody call Zingerman's fine. I've never been. I can't relate. But can no. I take this woman to chill for Channel 6 for a very good reason? Um, if you are in the $10 a month or $100 a year tier on Channel 6, you get to have a Saturday morning uh, hour-long pregame chat from 11 to noon Eastern with me and Spencer. And usually it is the dogs interrupting the show many, many, many times while we take questions about the games ahead. Today, it continued a fight that began in my mentions at 2 a.m. because uh, Anya and I, longtime EDSBS or Anya and I, were uh, kind of just having a little reverie on Twitter about what Jim Harbaugh might get up <laughs> on a Saturday morning. And of course, the farmer's market came up and we, uh, we, we thought about him, you know, just aggressively touching every pair. As Anya says, I, I picture him just like getting up in the face of some squash and asking it if it wants it enough. Um, and then someone, uh, uh, another longtime EDSBS or Aram, dropped in and says, Ann Arbor has a world-class farmer's market. And I was like, well, of course they do. And I believe this without question. At two in the morning, I got a text from a third party uh, who called the Ann Arbor th farmer's market mid uh, and we let them all on the show today to hash it out amongst themselves. The 
this morning. So if you have never signed up for Channel 6, I please encourage you to just throw listen, throw down $10. It's worth it by itself. Uh, and listen to the recording of the about 30-minute fight we had over the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market this morning. Um, it was great. That sounds like a solid investment. <laughs> sound A sound investment, and you'll get free screenplays with the yep. membership, of course. Yep. Free screenplays of the Connor Stallions biopic. You'd be a fool not to get in on this deal right now, folks. That's right. All we do is all we do is produce the finest fiction uh, and fictional content of any sports concern on the planet. Should I do the thing? Should oh, I say right. the thing? Yeah, let's begin the podcast. Mm. Fullcast After Dark for Men. Welcome to the Fullcast After Dark. That was pretty good. Thank you. That's the howl. The howl of a wolf in the mountains celebrating the mountain cold refreshment. Of course, like. Oh shit! We just did something that made them happy. I don't love that. I know, I know, but yes, that is all we do. All we do here is discuss everything that happened in the week eleven. Um, I wanted to just start by saying that I fucking love all of you. I don't care if I'm on national TV. <laughs> I don't care. I just I love I love Jim Harbaugh so much. Jim Harbaugh, you're with us, buddy. You know, back in that hotel where you're eating some snacks. Hey, Maybe I just a steak or two. I just, just want to say I'm, uh, my, my forehead's falling off. I got the John Moxley stigmata. And that's how much I love Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Nanny. Uh, and and uh, uh, fuck, I forgot to cuss. Sorry. Sharon. Oh, my God. We just, we just want you to know that we fucking love Ryan so much. We love Abba Ryan Poppy so da- Abba Papa, Daddy God, Father God. We just, we just, Father God, we just... <laughs> and your name and your name i'm cussing during this post-game interview yes lord sky yes, lord. fucking daddy we love you too i'm gonna let it out first of all praise god second fuck <laughs> <laughs> in that order <laughs> my youth pastor said to make sure we do it in that order that man did that 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 man really did that he was like first of all i want to praise god second of all i'm gonna love this <laughs> What an awesome sport, man! <laughs> that guy was like, was like and then like, and not to minimize, an ex- excellent uh, assistant coach and soon to be head coach at some point someday. Um, <laughs> this this oh, man was oh, in this oh, position oh. because of uh, his constantly suspended boss being constantly suspended for shit that's not actually his fault. Um, what an incredible sport! Just, just so, so much contained in that ten seconds after Michigan defeated Penn State. A marvelous exchange uh, between the the sideline reporter, who, if you know who that is, by the way, I would like to credit them for being the portal for this, the the avenue of opportunity for this amazing Sharon Moore post game speech, which I, I love. By the way, that that there is no discourse that we cannot start and ruin immediately. Within five oh, seconds of something happening. Just rushing the field after beating Duke. Yeah. We, speaking of discourses that we can start and immediately ruin. Um, <clears throat> rush the field whenever you want. It's fine. Matt kind of went in for the double clutch and Elko got away. And then Mac immediately turned to hug a second Duke coach. He's going to drain them all like Capri Suns in a row. Or Elko told that assistant coach was like, you got to take this. Yeah, I can't spare yeah. any energy. So you they expect gotta... one of us in the wreckage, brother. That's right. If you're on the playing surface after defeating Duke, what I need you to do is slap the turf. Yep, slap the turf. That's, that's this is the only the only thing you can do. <laughs> yeah, coach Coach K should come out and be like, "I would have done things differently, Mike." But you know, champions all have a different path to victory. At one point, I would have done. That's a pretty good Coach K. <laughs> I'm yeah. a troop. I am. Uh, I'm a tiny. I'm the tiniest troop. Uh, I do well, one more thing about that Sharon Moore thing, and Dragonfly Jones pointed this out. I didn't notice. He told the interviewer that he loved her. That's how. <laughs> yeah, I, man. Th- oh man, I love when that happens. Overflowing with love for the universe, right it's now. It's like when you call yeah. your teacher mom, but you're on television. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you ever have you ever been like hanging up with like a service rep and you're like, okay, love you. Yeah, I've absolutely done that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm yeah, so he fucking was... hopped up on Michigan football. I'm a pantheist right now. That man, that man in Michigan's uh, victory over Penn State today was so relieved because he did get the shittiest gig, which was, yeah, by the way, I can't coach. You got to go ahead and do it. Uh, don't fuck it up. And his answer to not fucking it up was, I'm going to call 30 straight runs. <laughs> this, this, but, this button works. I'm going to hammer this button. <laughs> you think you want to take a chance with uh, J.J. McCarthy? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Strong punch. Strong punch. Strong punch. Strong punch. Str- roundhouse. 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 Right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, this is your, your, your one shot at a little interim coaching gig in between. You want to show off a little bit? What you going to do in this big game? On the ro- I'm going to run the ball 30 fucking times. <laughs> um, that's not. Is that a joke? That sounds like a joke. No. <laughs> 32. I'm sorry. 32 fucking times. <laughs> there was one throw in twice. between, but it went for a... Pass interference. <laughs> Jane Coaston, this was the ultimate in Jane Coaston game plans. I'm going to look up significance. Uh, y'all keep talking. I'm going to look up the significance of the number 32. In numerology, it symbolizes progress and enlightenment. Listen, the, you've been in this position in a job before where you come in and you go, well, the person before seemed to know what they were doing. I'm not going to change anything. Plug, plug, we all plug, know, plug, of plug. course, that atomically, uh, 32 is germanium on the Granted. periodic table with an atomic mass of 72.59. I think the Street Fighter corollary for this offense is E Honda's 100 hand slap. That was Michigan's offense today. Not going anywhere. Not going yeah. to goddamn anywhere. But yeah. it's going to suck so bad to stand in front of it. That, that eventually you're just going to let go, please take a 25 yard run. Please take another one. Oh, God. And you know who else wasn't going anywhere? Penn State. That's right. <clears throat> so if you did see after the game, after another lackluster offensive performance, indicating no real desire or ability to win that game, or to even attempt to move the ball on Michigan's defense, which did wobble a little bit early. Uh, there, were, there were cracks there. I feel like you can move the ball on this defense if you're a very good uh, football team. The problem with Penn State is that they're, they'd have to be a very good football team, <laughs> which they're not. They they had moments of being able to move the ball, and it was just excruciating, exhausting to watch. It would be shit like, it's fourth down. Uh, fuck. Uh, call a timeout. Oh, God. Uh, maybe punt. I don't know. No, another timeout. Uh, all right. Now yeah. the weirdest fake in the world. Throw the ball across the planet. And we got two yards first down. And this is, like, this is an easy th- this is an easy swipe to make, but if you had not told me which team was without a coach. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not really joking. <laughs> no, like it's it would have gone better. Especially like I love that much like certain Ballyhood billionaire CEOs. If everything's going fine, James Franklin sometimes just has to show up like some sort of horrifying phantom, right? That you go, we're in the last two minutes of the half. And it's like, here he is. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. We spoke his name. Here comes Mr. Game Management. He's like, go for two. We're never scoring again. Go for two. Chase points in the first half. I saw a lot of uh, Miami and Penn State fans saying, hang on. Michigan gets to keep their head coach on every day except game day? How do we get this deal? (laughs) Uh, Bo Nix, 184 yards already. That game started like nine seconds ago. Yeah, Bo's going to have a good night because he's playing USC. Not as good a night as some quarterbacks had. Like, say, Jaden Daniels, who was amazing tonight, who was absolutely insane, incredible, even if you go, oh, it's a bad defense. Okay, cut his numbers in half. He still had an incredible (laughs) night if you cut his numbers in half. I don't even know who he played. All I know is... uh, Yep. I know what Solomon would recommend. All I know is uh, Jaden Daniels had, what was the total? 600 and... What was it? Many. Many. (laughs) All. 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 All all available. Earned every single one of them. Earned every single one of them. He was spectacular. I cannot think, by the way, on a personal growth curve of a player who has come farther from what they were in their first couple of appearances because the first time I watched Jaden Daniels, he was playing for Herm Edwards, 
and um, would just kind of drift sideways until something looked open downfield and then throw the ball real hard. And now, apparently, he's a god. He's a god. So all you need to do in order to become a world-beating stat monster at quarterback is to first do the opposite of every other quarterback who's done this and go from the Pac-12 or the former Pac-12 to the SEC and uh, lose Herm Edwards as your coach. Herm Edwards was the governor on his greatness. That's a good move. Uh, 616 yards. And I believe the stat was first FBS player to ever go over 350 passing and 200 rushing in the same game. I don't give a fuck who you're playing. No, it's awesome. First FBS player ever to do something. Yes, count it. Uh, yes, LSU Iowa Citrus Bowl as Frames Janklin in the chat calls for. That is still the game that we all are, that we are spotlighting and circling on our calendar. Yeah. Oh, one, one more thing, by the way. Did y'all see James Franklin getting booed in the uh, luxury suites that go along the tunnel? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, he he got booze from those people, the ones who pay like ten grand a season to have like a cinder block bunker next to the Penn State locker room. It was nice. what a wild game. There was a point in the think it might have been the first quarter. Is definitely in the first half. Penn State's offense is getting booed for uh, some of its decisions, which was a lot of running up the middle. It wasn't doing anything, but they they stuck with it. Uh, and there was a drive where they were getting booed. And they scored a touchdown. Like they're 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 first like actually they're they're only like actually hopeful touchdown of the game. They later got another one that didn't really matter much. But it, their best drive of the game involved booze. That is how fraught things are right now. Yeah, um, his record against teams uh, that are AP top five teams, I think, fell to something like two and twelve. Lifetime. Yeah, you, you could say any number there. Any, I believe any of them. Like. There is no one who will give you less hope in a big game. <laughs> like, no one, statistically, I'm not making that up. No guy with more experience and less reason to believe in any of it than James Franklin in a big game. I just, I, I, for the sake of Penn State fans, I am very much looking forward to the realignment situation when uh, they only have to do one of these per year, not two of these per year. Mm-hmm. So, things will be less bad. Probably. Probably? How's that? It'll be sure. It'll be a different kind of underwhelming. It'll. Pr- I think it'll be I'm slightly like less this. underwhelming, usually. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, also, this is like, I understand this is like Michigan's first real win, but like watching Charles Woodson post-game go completely frothing mad uh, on national television over it, you're like, okay, come, come on, come on. You guys knew you were going to win this game. Yeah. I mean, it felt like we were doing a big dumb charade with Michigan this whole season where we had to pretend like, oh, I don't know if they're actually good. They're winning every game by 87,000 points. They're good. You know, like we're yeah. still doing the so-and-so hasn't played anybody thing. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Which is this similar I to the. Think, <laughs> I think we can extrapolate Michigan's results from the first two months. Um, and you know, today was a bit of proof that like, ah, yes, that those numbers were real. Uh, Jason, I mean, that's like Georgia hasn't played anybody like Ole Miss really isn't that good. And you go, (laughs) they beat their ass by 35 tonight. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Georgia is pretty similar, except the thing with Georgia is they hadn't been playing like Michigan and today they (laughs) did though. So yeah, if we want to say, uh, uh, Georgia and Michigan both moved into the definitely deserving of number one consideration pile. Sure. Great. But I mean, you know, Michigan was already there. I would like to point out also today that, uh, that Texas nearly, Texas nearly let one go by. They, they sure let, did. yeah, they let TCU, a four and six TCU team at this point, creep back into the game late with a 20 point fourth quarter. And did my favorite thing in order to convert a crucial, I believe, third and 11 late in this game to ice it with about three minutes on the clock. And that would be uh, to throw a bomb to A.D. Mitchell for, for like for like 30 yards when they needed three. It was like third and three. And Sark was like, ah, fuck it. Fuck it. And, and what a hell of a catch. He, he had to like uh, fall. He had to catch it while falling. Yeah. Not not easy to do. 
And, uh, yeah, Texas advances. It, it just was – I feel like every week this season has been, uh-oh, a lot of top ten teams on the ropes, you know. And in a in a normal season, um, sometimes those upsets actually happen, but they just keep not happening this year. Like, we keep oh, – We've we gotten keep... some great games. It's just been chalky. Yeah, no, no, no complaints at all about – I mean, I don't think we've gotten as many – like, especially in the beginning of the season, I feel like we got some real bangers. No um, complaints about the results, but because uh, yeah. I don't really care either way. But right. um, I think what we have here is a situation where we are building up lots and lots of teams with very legit uh, like playoff cases. And the longer that goes, the more exciting it'll be when the one by one they uh, they eventually fall apart. You know, it, it's it's kind of thing where a lot of these teams, you know, in a normal season, we would have written them off a month ago. But they're still here and they still got lots of hope. We could make the argument that maybe we're just maybe we're just getting better at predicting who will win. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah, although I think there's one there are a couple of teams that uh that I think we knew were good that I think are still having seasons that go beyond just, you know, expected quality chalk. For instance, for instance, Florida State. I mean, Florida State's ten and zero, And if you had been around for the first two years of the Mike Norvell era, you would have accused me of having rabies because it wasn't. It didn't look like it was going to go that way for a minute. And they're ten and zero. Washington as well. Washington, and you go, oh, we knew Washington was going to be good, dude. This is the first time they've been ten and zero since nineteen ninety one. So yeah, there, yeah. There, and There's I mean, a couple of those kind of stories. We've had. I guess in a in a normal season we would have you know someone would bomb out of the top ten. Okay, thank you LSU, um, and uh, a couple other teams would lose upsets early. It's just we just haven't had that this year. No, and like so, someone had the stat about uh, top ten teams this year. The record is just it's it's very unusual, and it's 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 a fun change. You know, like we come into every season like oh I hope this is as crazy as two thousand seven. Well, first of all, that's impossible. So. Let's see what the opposite is like. And it's pretty interesting, too. We also have this, which is I, I love that that we have a lot of top 10 certainty for teams that are good are going to remain good and not suffer upsets. And those teams, of course, you know, this is the era of the transfer portal. And those teams in the era of the transfer portal, for the most part, have been like, guess what? We're better at that than you are, too. <laughs> Would be a shame if this wealthy man got even wealthier when you gave him a new widget to play with. And for the most part, they've all done that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, all this uh, includes stuff like uh, Texas had to pull that catch out of its ass in order to have, you know, in order to remain in the top 10. You know, like like there there's there is still a whole lot of like the ball bounces in funny ways to it. Yes. We are also talking about a Sunny Dykes TCU team where you go, well, they would have been in trouble. I'm like, it's nothing saying that Texas wouldn't have gotten a fifth down. There's nothing saying that TCU wouldn't have shock punted on their first down after that, right? Like, I'm confident Big 12 refs are not giving Texas a fifth down this season. This <laughs> In previous seasons, For old they time's probably sake. have. For they old probably time's have. Sake, as many times as possible in previous seasons. <laughs> come, come on. Come on. One more time. <laughs> put, it, put it on the line for daddy. Give us a six down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one more old times. Yeah, you know that ref's like, I want to so bad. Just out of habit. Just uh, It just feels so good. They just look so goddamn rich. <laughs> just feel my hand curling into a horns up. Ah, no. Um. Also, there there are teams that are just doing old fashioned, taking care of, of business with like thorough ass kicking. Alabama, Alabama just got Kentucky up the fuck out of the paint. Just you know what? Be neat if you didn't play anymore. That's it was like they... moving a piece of furniture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, like I mean, it took it was... a couple. It took a couple friends, but <laughs> in a van. Yeah, it's 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 how it's how Bama handles Kentucky. It's just normal Bama. You know, I, maybe Bama is the best. Uh, the best thing, example of something that could have gone the other way, because two months ago, yeah, it felt highly in doubt that Bama would be back here, which is a crazy thing to say about Bama. Uh, but no, they're a normal Bama, doing nope. normal stuff to Kentucky mm-hmm. with uh with a quarterback who you know not to not to overlook not to overlook Jan, uh, Miller like 
yet another you know yet another quarterback just doing insane things um six touchdowns on the day six <laughs> and and that's with like uh i think he sat for like most of the fourth quarter just <laughs> why it's just kentucky well are you gonna give him a seventh what's that gonna do Sit his ass yeah and this Love is you, this is a team that couldn't block two months ago. Could not block. No, not at all. Could not block USF. <laughs> Go back and watch. We are not lying. That team could not could not knock around USF. And here they are out here taking the Iowa of the SEC and trash canning them in the first quarter. So, uh, Spencer, are you still a Heisman voter? I am. Who are you going to vote for this time? I cannot discuss that. <laughs> but who are you going to vote for this time? No, for nobody. Nobody can. Nobody can hear you. Um, I can only outline a parameter of viable candidates who might be inter of interest to <laughs> those looking for the most outstanding player in college football. And it'd be very weird to give a three-loss team, uh, a guy on a three-loss team, the Heisman, but that's not his fault. Why would it be weird to give a guy on a three-loss team the Heisman? Because it's usually given to somebody who's like on a championship. Or oh, a you said unusual. Team. So it would be unusual to give a guy on a three-loss team. Yes, it'd be unusual. Not ill-advised or illogical. It, no, no. It, in fact, it might make sense. Like maybe once in a while we could acknowledge that these guys can't pass to themselves or block mm -hmm. for themselves. They're or they're not going out to play corner or pass yeah. so, yes, or pass block for themselves. So three-loss team, you're probably referring to New Mexico State or. Yeah, yeah. Coastal Carolina. Yeah, yeah. There's some ex yeah, exciting I players. I can't think of any other three lost teams. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, um, for the first time in a long time, the Heisman race is uh, actually intriguing. This, Go this on. Thing, this thing we're taught to talk about, like, year-round, you know? Um, this thing that, like, pulls in normies and is just like, ah, I guess we should debate it, you know? Uh, this is the first time in a while where it's like, damn there's like five to ten really great cases and you know like really really fluctuating you know like uh, uh, nicks Penix, uh milro daniels mccarthy um uh marvin harrison like and then i think there should always be a lineman and a defender in the mix like i i cannot recall a heisman field this wide open um that actually felt worth investing uh time and attention and thinking it's about. a lot of guys to remember that's just a lot of guys. That's Can like, I tell you, yeah. this is, this is by the way, I'm going to go ahead and buy futures on remembering some guys for this year because there's a lot of quarterbacks who, and players who, in general, who fit the, like, future-remembered guys. Diego Pavia's one. Cam Ward's another. These, good, these like, it's a very rich field for, remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, comments are pointing out, I should have mentioned Tory Taylor. Yes. Um and you, uh, weekly produces more yards punting the ball than uh than the rest of Iowa's team does. Yep. Um I I mean like remembering a guy, I would shout out Kenneth Grant, the 340 pound defensive tackle who ran down a running back in the open field today on Michigan just because when he grabbed that guy, he was like, "Uh-uh. Nope. I ain't doing that shit. Sit down, son." I am not chasing you down the field. It's just one of those looks that you see that I feel like you see most frequently from offensive linemen where you're like, I have a pension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where he was just like, Oh, settle down, settle down. Little man. <laughs> big, big dogs moving here. <laughs> we, we go slow. <laughs> Don't need all that running around now. Just sit down. <laughs> just flim flammery. <clears throat> yeah. I would have I would have addressed if I were him I would have addressed him as Foghorn Leghorn say see, see now see now you need to relax. Yes. So sh shouts out to him. Shouts out to all of the guys who will be remembered because again, I think this is a very rich vein of them. Um at this point we haven't talked about the Bucks yet which um we're not legally obligated to do. What did something happen? Uh they they beat Michigan State. Is that hard? So, so no, nothing happened. No, but speaking of the parameters for most outstanding player on a team, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. had seven receptions for 149 yards, two TDs. He also had yards on the ground and a score there. So they're just pressing the good button, just pressing yeah. the Travion Henderson and the Marvin Harrison buttons. And he did all of that like immediately. 
yeah this, this wasn't a game where they were uh, counting on him late in the fourth to uh to keep producing it was the final score is 38 to 3 I'm, as far as i can recall that was the score within was about two minutes 35 3 at the half yes talk about a pension clocked in clocked out yeah again like alabama did my favorite thing where they get on your ass immediately <laughs> like nope there will be no contest today we are having a scrimmage and you are participating whether you like it or not Additionally, it describes Georgia Ole Miss. I can't remember if we've already mentioned that or not, but okay. <laughs> it was fun for like half a quarter. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like, oh, they're they're they're, they're kind of hanging in there, and then oh, fighting. You know. Nope, nope, nope. There's blood. Uh, that's no, not oh, really. That is infected. I yeah. don't really know why they were ranked number nine. Just sort of mm-hmm. uh, a, a trick of temporal reality. You know, they they hadn't played the games they were going to lose yet. Their record looked really nice. That's why they were number nine. Yeah, you know, when you don't break serve against Georgia and they're getting five yards off the line of scrimmage just with the push from the offensive line, you may not be dead immediately, but it's coming. It's coming. And this is, this is like, I think for the Ole Miss fan, this experience was a lot like falling overboard on a sailboat. Sure, you could almost swim up to it, but it's just going to keep pulling away from you. And it doesn't look like doom. But there it is, disappearing over the horizon. Like it's just, it's maintaining a constant speed. And you, brother, are not. The sharks are close. But the land sharks are not. No. There were no, do not. The sharks are close, but the shore is far. The shore is so far. Especially when you're Lane Kiffin, you go, well, I'm out of ideas. That's it. None of the stuff I do works. I can't believe I said Tom. Okay, listen. Well, I guess I was going to, I'm about to drop a to be fair. He has Pete Golding, but I guess he's the one who hired him. So, what's Pete Golding going to do to keep George from scoring? <laughs> Did you I, see that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't have I any mean, ideas, and neither does Pete. Have with Pete Golding, yeah. <laughs> like, there are times, there are times when you look, you go, man, I want to be so mad at a coach. I want to fire a coach. You know, if you're in the room with them, he'd look at you and go, well, I don't know what to fucking do with them. Look. Look at him. Look where, at where him. Is he, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Yeah, where is he? If you gonna... fire him, if you fire him, then he's got to, he's going home with you. Then what? Yeah. Then we both sit there on the couch going, I don't know what you do with that guy. He's huge. You fire I, you break it, you buy it. I said this morning that I was a little trepidatious about the thought of an injured and thus kind of unknown quantity of Luther Burden and Brock Bowers. Um, I feel different about Brock Bowers now than I did this morning. Thank you, Brock, for returning certainty uh, and order to the world. Tightrope surgery is real fucking weird, and it seems to have worked well for you. Just the, the weirdest thing that, like, three weeks ago, somebody was basically doing, like, wrapping the bones in his ankle and zip ties and if like you don't mesh. Think about it as being a body part, it's not as weird. If you think about it as happening to a part of your body, it's real weird. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, three weeks ago I was doing that, and then he was out there running routes at full speed tonight, like it was nothing. Ugh. Well, I mean, and and tightrope surgery is a surgery. I'm, I was told this week by some Georgia people, from which, like, you know, it's it's one of the quicker recovery times. It's still fucking surgery. Yeah. It is also the kind of thing that when you talk to people who've had it, for instance, uh, former Oregon offensive lineman and NFL uh, player Jeff Schwartz he said, said he can still feel his. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's weird. I can still feel it. Like, feel it and with his hand if he reached down and touched his ankle. Oh. Yeah. It's so so seriously, when people are like, oh, it's nothing. No, that's not nothing. Go get it. If, if you did it, you would be like, oh, I was thinking about taking a brisk walk in three weeks and Bowers is out there cutting on that shit. He's unreal. There Again, are so few surgeries that are nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're, as, as the most recent member of the full cast, I believe to have surgery. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's serious shit. <laughs> Can we talk about the most important game of the day? Yes. yes. NC State 26. Wake Forest 6. <laughs> on, oh. on the, on the CW! For me, this is cinema. So uh, the average NC State score in uh, four games on the CW, 36 to 18. The average NC State score in six games that are not on the CW, 18 to 21. <laughs> Power is real. 
<laughs> they they are almost twice as good on the CW. Never mind that one of those was an FCS game. Shut up. Have some fun out here. Yeah. Um, you might say that it's spooky, even supernatural. Super, supernatural. Seventh and five heaven. <laughs> uh, again, this is this is the fall of Dave Doran. <laughs> Dave Doran. Dave Doran's musk is especially strong this time Dave of Doran's year. What? His musk, musk no, especially strong. No, no. Musk. Don't take him out. Like like his his smell, but stinky Absolutely but sexy. Absolutely not. His his sexy stink, I believe, is what that word means. That's right. Oh. He's just rubbing his antlers on all the trees. Stop it. His wolf antlers. No, no, no. <laughs> Under no circumstances. This is a pretty good elk call. <laughs> that's I'm definitely a, a that's that's one horny wolf. Yeah. That's <laughs> on the rampage, Dave Hornan. <laughs> Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That wasn't, I didn't make that noise. I am being accused in the comments of being the one making that noise. No, that, that's Yeah, I, I saw the uh, the audio thing. It was Spencer. <laughs> Sherman the Diplomat says, I think he smells like deer piss. And I'm just like, he's just, he's just dunking barrels over and over his head. Like, ah, come fight me, nature. <laughs> uh, next up for NC State, Virginia Tech on the ACC network. That's a loss. Uh, then the rivalry game against North Carolina does not have a network yet. So we will wait to see whether UNC is doomed or not. Excellent. Um, I wanted to, can I discuss my most important game of the day? So the second most important game. Yes. Yes. The say, I, I, no, granted, granted. The CW, as we have stated, <laughs> the true spiritual home of college football. That's the one slot. Everything else, including <laughs> Michigan, Penn State, and other games of national import, they're fighting for second at best. Well, and of, speaking of fighting for second, which game are we talking about? We're talking about Memphis forty-four, Charlotte forty-niners thirty-eight. Alex Kirshner denied again. I knew some shit was going to happen the minute he texted Godfrey, and he was like, "Hold on, I might be back on with the Ryan Silverfield thing," and I was like. Yeah, what you need to know about this game is that it started insane and it only got wilder. This was in, of course, you don't just walk into Charlotte and walk out of there with the win. No, you got to fight for all of it. Uh, there were uh, multiple lead changes at one point. Charlotte's up 17-7. Then they're up 31-21 at one point. Memphis never, never gave up, never gave in, never gave up. And at the end of the game, all of these following things happened, which was uh, Memphis went and drove down for a score while they were driving down for a score in the last three minutes. A referee threw a flag directly into the dick of a of Memphis wide receiver. No, like very, very forcefully. Yeah, like straight, like seriously, hit him like right in the golden triangle. It looked Just, like he was skipping a rock. Yeah, he kind of sidearmed it. Yes, absolutely. This came. This came like this came like a play after uh, Demir Blankemsey knocked himself out, landing on the ground uh, when he went up for a catch. Uh, Charlotte got the ball and drove down for a potential uh, opportunity to win the game. Missed. They go into OT and Memphis wins it. Just a a bonkers game back and forth. Most entertaining game of the day by far. I have no idea why I landed on it other than. I saw Alex Kirshner say that Memphis was in trouble, and that's when I was like, oh, you said their name. Now they noticed. Now, now they're really going to start playing. 
The football as football drops now. At uh, halftime, Bo Nix has completed eight passes, 32.7 yards per completion. <laughs> <laughs> Bombs! I was about to make a joke about, like, oh, for how many yards, and then I realized I didn't know how high to say that would actually be a good joke. Yeah, it's <laughs> for USC yards. Bo Knox, because that's rocket fuel, baby. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that was that was by far my favorite game of the day. Just a a, a, roll, a rollicking game, if there ever was one. Uh, Holy Cross lost to Army to the disappointment of Emperor Constantine. Um, Gian is four and six. Uh, almost yeah. pulled it off against a really good Arizona. Lost to a ranked Arizona team, definitely like we drew it up at the start of the season. Yeah. I mean, like, depth-wise depth and production-wise, Colorado has hit the ain't-shit portion of their... Uh, yeah, I mean, well, think about what Dion could do with Jed Fish's players. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just wanted to see if I could get that out. You know, the I best wanted part is... What, I wanted to see what it would feel like. You did, and it's totally factual. Yeah. Yeah, because Jed Fish has absolutely beat some ass. And... um. I thought they'd predominantly assembled this team through the transfer portal and not and did not realize that Jetfish Jetfish's kicking ass recruiting inside the state of Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they got uh I am blanking on the name, but yeah, they they've had some big big recruiting wins. Yeah, they've been recruiting their asses off in a state that produces really good talent. So in case you so I guess what we're trying to say is you may not actually. Can I can I go split zone for a second? You yeah. may not think of Arizona as a traditional hotbed of recruiting talent, like you might think. Oh, they have to go into California. They have to go into Texas. Phoenix is an exploding population zone. I think the thing is, it's um, Arizona is like a third tier recruiting state, which isn't a you know that's that's still that's not a diss. No, um, is it's so hard to think of it as a recruiting state just because so few kids have stayed in state mm -hmm. <laughs> historically, just because USC has typically had first pick, you know? Um, so like to actually see an, uh, you know, in state Arizona powers, uh, would be pretty cool. Um, jam mm -hmm. used to know, uh, that's weird. Hmm. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> and not a thing is going to be done about it. Huh? Let them, let them play cowards. That's all I'm saying. I think, I think Jim, you should show up on yeah. mass. Show up where? He'll to the Sun Belt Championship game. Oh, that one. Okay. And just hang out. Be like, got next. I was thinking bowl season. They just or that. Yeah, all that. They you just sort of you don't know whether they'll show up or not. Mm -hmm. Expect us. Listen, you can cut a promo. You can be inspirational. You can be motivational. But the one thing that you can't do is you can't fuck with the Maryland Terrapins, baby, because Nebraska went down today, thirteen ten. On my favorite thing, as ESPN is describing it on their page right now, a walk-off field goal. Like, oh, <laughs> <Arf. laughs> he, he struck that dinger. He did. Belted, belted deep to right. <laughs> Could it he's, be? Then he's got to touch them all. It's gone. Thirteen <laughs> ten, channeling the spirit of September Maryland deep into November. Wait, is this comment right from Sherman that Nebraska had three different quarterbacks throw picks? They, uh, I know they had quarterback uh, troubles today. Holly? Yeah, that certainly seems like it would qualify. Yeah. So, Heinrich Harburg was one for five. What, no, I'm sorry, no. what year is it? Heinrich Harburg. Oh, of the of the Stockholm Harburg. Metaphysicist, mystic, and current <laughs> shot put champion, 1928, Heinrich Harburg. That's a much better voice. Heinrich Harburg. Uh, instead of literally everything else you do. He's uh, He's got one interception. No TDs. Chubba Purdy. Oh, uh, you know what it is. It was O and 1. So he had a pick and no TDs. And then with a whopping 13 attempts, I can't tell you how much Nebraska fucking hates its quarterbacks. Oh my God. They hate their quarterbacks so much. Jeff Sims, who you last saw chucking ducks up to the Colorado Buffaloes two months ago, eight for 13 for 62 yards. And he threw two picks as well. So yeah, touch them all. Touch them all. You, you hit the grand slam of four, four runs, four interceptions.
the Nebraska quarterback room. God damn. Yet another great day by Nebraska's defense wasted. Yeah. They uh my God, the whole fucking Big Ten West. It, this is the epitome. I, I'm, I'm glad yourself. we're getting rid of this thing, but I'm also kind of going to miss it because, like, after all these years of making fun of this thing, it is outdoing itself. The, like, the entire division except for one team has a negative point differential, and that one <laughs> team doesn't play offense. Like, <laughs> Iowa needed a shutout to get in to, to get out of the red today. An entire division. <laughs> It's like the NFC South that we have to take seriously. It's uh, the other thing too is uh, I don't want to I don't want to overstate this because it's it's Nebraska, but after all the hollering over however many past seasons of like oh we're restoring the black shirts, blah, 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 Nebraska appears to finally be on the way to like making some headway on the defensive front, and they're being anchored down by the other half of their team. Yeah, they need the, so they got black shirts. Now they need their black pants. Mm-hmm. Half dressed Nebraska. I believe, I believe, by the way, that we need to go ahead and use this term pre-fired, which is where we've just gone ahead and taken an option on you being fired, like pre-unfollowed. Yes, like it's gonna happen. I really wish we could do that. Lay that lay that particular wager. Who 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 are we pre-firing? Well, uh, basically, Brian Ferentz, the minute he signed that contract, was pre-fired. Oh, well, yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. But, like, for the Big Ten West, you could pre-fire it. I also think, by the way, the I love thing. that you I love that you have pre-nostalgia for the Big Ten West. Yeah. I do, that you're like, wow, what an amazing thing. And me, I'm this like... stupid thing is going to... We're going we're gonna to wish we didn't get rid of it when we're watching fucking Washington Rutgers for no reason. This feels... There's a very Midwestern sensibility to this of like, oh, we're cleaning out a house. And it's like, oh, look at all these empty Tupperware lids. No, we might use those. Mm-hmm. It feels, this whole thing feels very Midwestern hoarding mom. I don't know. I, th- I think there's some inappropriate pre-nostalgia going on there, Jason. Because I think you're like, you're like, oh, I'll miss the Big Ten West. I'm like, it was oppressive. It was evil and it deserved to die. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> We've said that for a decade, or however this, long it's been, or however, how however long, long we've been since working it, together, because that's how long this. That's is how long we've been saying on. it sucks. Yeah, this podcast is older than the Big Ten West. We yeah. have said it sucks the entire time. <laughs> it has sucked the entire time, and we time. can because we were here first. We, we were here first. first it has sucked. Is that will is sucking? Also, we have sucked this entire time. That's right. So we know what yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of sucking, um, Pat Fitzgerald is no longer the coach at Northwestern, but Northwestern is doing totally fine <laughs> in his absence. Um, the uh, alleged best coach in the history of Northwestern, he wasn't. Uh, his team is 5-5, five and five, beating Wisconsin on the road by 14 today. Northwestern might go to a bowl after being uh, one of the two-ish worst Power 5 teams last year. I can't scroll back up far enough to pull the stat, but we had an amazing tidbit from uh, Northwestern fan Tom McGrath who points out that the last time a Nebraska or a Northwestern coach did this well in his first season uh, Arizona was not yet a state and would not be until <laughs> after that coach retired yeah <laughs> yeah there were a couple of there were a couple of these like big bad stank uh, intolerable kind of losses today for various teams that lost to Northwestern for Wisconsin. I know it's year one in a rebuild there. It's still, that's, that's a stank ass loss right there. Another big stank ass loss. Uh, Purdue had two wins coming into today. They played Minnesota. Now they have three. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> well, that, that's different. Yeah. Big Ten West mess. Big t- <laughs> Who made this? Clean up. Love yourselves. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to quote an unrelated comment. From someone earlier today on the internet, which is, I have information that will lead to the arrest of PJ Fleck. <laughs> Y'all need bar rescue. Oh, <laughs> these dishes are dirty, PJ. Jesus, you serve these to customers. <laughs> um, another another one of those, by the way. Uh, the bleach. I don't know if you saw Garrett Schrader for Syracuse. Um, believe he was split wide during a trick play and did a backflip as a distraction. Like a- 
a performative backflip, like, like a like standing, standing fucking like you know on trick plays they on trick plays sometimes they will ha- they will ask you I believe I have the situation right on trick plays they will ask you to do something like um you know fake a heart attack as an Arkansas state defender did against Miami a couple of years ago um they will ask you to dance or to do a cartwheel or to uh describe people or to like distract people any way you can right and Garrett Schrader in order to do this uh he did a backflip like a standing backflip excellent good for him did he hurt himself (laughs) um no he's fine okay fine have we ever seen any i can't recall that shit ever working (laughs) no it never works i can't recall seeing defenders just stand slack-jawed like what a guy did a cartwheel i'd better watch that (laughs) yeah although really that's like that's how you know you that's how you know you have a high school coach lurking somewhere in there because they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, try this. It works on high schoolers. Try this. It bewilders sixteen-year-olds." Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Dave says that old bark like a dog basketball trick, which I read with the word "dog" modifying basketball, like, "Oh yes, that old dog basketball trick." Oh, typical Airbud. Yeah. Mm. Oh, El Serverino himself, Michael Server is in the comments. Serbs. What's going on? That means we have to go ahead and must credit Clemson. Must credit Clemson. Clemson beat uh, even week Georgia Tech. I believe we're on even. No, we're odd week. Odd week. Well, I think Tech. last week Georgia Tech reset the, um, reset odd even? the equation, so to speak. Was okay. that a daylight savings time thing? or? Uh, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's bad code. If it involves Georgia Tech, it had to involve some sort of coding error. Yeah, they're, they're busy playing Warcraft or whatever. Yeah, Clemson. Clemson now uh, bowl eligible. Clemson, congratulations. Um, yeah. 42-21. That, that was in some doubt. Right game, Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking you. of uh, speaking of orange teams, Oklahoma State started the year with uh, just just in the worst possible shape. Very very bad losses to South Alabama by a lot of points. Um, and then got it very, very right, ranked all the way up to uh, entered the day at number 15 against UCF, which uh, had only had one Big 12 win on the year. And then Oklahoma State, you lost by 42 points. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so, like, did any of that stuff since South Alabama actually happen? Well, you see, there's a difference. Because before this game, you were playing UCF. But after this game, Jason... You're playing the space team. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so that's really what what sort of boosted everything to the next level. Because literally, or you have the win over Oklahoma, so you're just trying to drag down that loss as much as possible. <laughs> like, oh, you lost, you lost to this shitty team. Yes, you must suck. You know what? There's abs- I will say this though. If if Mike Cody came to me and said, "Hey, man, there's no way we were getting up for UCF," I'm like. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. You know, it's like how much, like, of all the, like, century of rage that went into the last game versus Oklahoma and taking home the belt you get to take, you know, like, they basically won at WrestleMania, and this is the Monday show where they got the belt off of them, right? Like, yeah, this is, uh, the, the the Monday show after that's when that's when they just dump their like I don't know um, we're calling up a bunch of minor leaguers you're you're in a feud now with some guy who's 21 years old that type of shit so yeah you, yeah here you, you're fighting the new guy that's what you see up you got to wrestle little Dicky tonight like, <laughs> <laughs> he's not even the marquee rapper who gets the WrestleMania joint he's you know he's he's little Dicky he goes on the Monday after WrestleMania. Does Mike Gundy know UCF counts as a conference game? No. Like, the the amount of information in that man's head, most of which is fake, um, I can't imagine there is room for, like, keeping up with conference or your line. Yeah, there's a lot of – there's too much of his own research in there to – Yeah, exactly. Finishing with Houston and BYU as well. Three in a row non-con games for Mike Gundy. (laughs) He's like, who booked this shit? Who booked this shit? Why why don't we (laughs) – we got to go back to the big eight. Yeah, book the book the uh, house in Cabo again. We're on vacation. Don't tell anybody. Uh, speaking of uh, slow of uh, unusual point totals, uh, Iowa scored twenty two points. Yeah, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> Jesus. It looked for a while and it scored twenty two, and they still hit the under, <laughs> which went 
down from 28.5. Kickoff was 27.5, and they still got it done. <laughs> I think this is like nine weeks in a row when even <laughs> even degenerate gamblers have been like, it can't be that bad. <laughs> Set the line there. There's no it's like, way. Like the six lowest totals in the history of like you know actually keeping track of such a thing. Five of them are Iowa games from the past calendar from the past like twelve months. That's insane. <laughs> and we haven't hit the bottom yet because the Nebraska game's still coming. I love it. Oh God, I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> it's like the one game I've had circled all year. <laughs> When you, when you book a dentist appointment and it's like three months out because they're busy or whatever, you're like, oh, I don't have to floss yet. And then, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they'll do not that. You have to floss ever, Spencer. I would never insist that. My teeth are very far apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's a useful skill. Yeah. <sighs> Seriously, man. They're like headstones in there. They're just, you know, neat and separate. What kind of graveyard is your mouth? Uh, a fun question that won't in any way go wrong. Yeah, it's it's one of those New Orleans ones. It's uh, filled with mystery and large, hard white objects and French people. Yes, and scoundrels, scoundrels, and tales of intrigue. Nicholas Cage has a pyramid in Spencer's mouth. That was for <laughs> Ryan. I can't wait to get in there. Uh, Washington, uh, still undefeated. Defeated Utah. Another, yet another valiant effort. Feel like yeah, that was about that Utah was every not... single week. That, that was not an entirely in hand for the entire game. Utah attempting every single week to land a spacecraft without the necessary heat shields, <laughs> guidance instruments. Every single week, Commander Kyle Whittingham is like, again? Shit. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Almost every time. <laughs> held, held, held Michael Penix under 350 yards. That's 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 an achievement. They're gonna give something. him. They're gonna give him coach of the year, and the speech explaining <laughs> why is going to be extraordinary because it'll be like two quarterbacks' knees exploded. One of them exploded for like ever. Like it's just never gonna. Yeah, like nine different defenders got injured. He has walk on starting on the offensive line, and he's got a pig farmer at starting quarterback. Like nothing wrong with that. He MacGyvered this shit. And somehow they were ranked like the entire year. <laughs> ranked and ranked and nearly beat uh, Washington, even though Washington dropped a ball just before they oh went in the God. end yeah. zone. So this that um, was not no that was a yard before it was <laughs> it it was arguably two yards. Yeah, it was this was special. Was, so like in the history no of that. in like the long history of Deshaun Jacksonings. Um, I think I think it might have been Roger Sherman who pull, pulled together the post uh, a number of years ago. Uh, the the like, there's been a ton of these, and they mm. happen, you know, at least once or twice a year in big college football games, and no one can believe that they still happen. But at this point, it's because like, well, kids are so young they don't remember Deshaun Jackson. Um, mm. But this, I have never seen one more aggressive than this. Like, usually it's an inch shy or a foot shy. This was like a person shy of the goal line. And what's it doesn't even look like, like, it doesn't look like the ball slipped. It doesn't look like the player slipped. It, it he just, he just did it. He just did it. And then, incredible. It set up a safety. So it all, <laughs> it all worked out fine. Like, all according to plan. Like we drew it up. <laughs> today was more fun than i thought it was it was i think that's a good review more fun than i thought it was going to be oh definitely not more fun than i thought it was going to be but yeah i think i think yeah in in hindsight it's uh at first glance it's like oh man we uh you know a bunch of blowouts and whatever but you know as always there's there's a lot more than just that last week my two primary rooting interests uh combined won by something like 83 points and today they lost by a combined 60 so you know win some win some lose some lose some yeah yeah mizzou ah i fucking told y'all they were a complete team never mind never mind the the not that they needed to be a complete team tonight based on what tennessee gave them but okay story of the game is walk on running walk on running back fucker face Walking, wow. walk on running back and dude who kind of looks like a swole Charlie Day, Cody Schrader. Um, <laughs> he looks, he looks twelve. He, looks like, and he was beating ass. He looks like Charlie Knight. Is that what you're saying? Yes, he looks like Charlie Knight. 
He looks like Chuck Day. Chuck Day. (laughs) All right, that's enough talk about Mizzou. Yeah, Cody Cody Schrader's amazing. They ran him. What the fuck, dude? All right, we can move on. I like that in a hypothetical uh, in in which teams ranked number 13 and 14 are playing in a 12-team playoff era, which ignore the names of those teams, um, that would be a, like, really, really, really important game. So, like, you know, at this time next year, if if two teams with those rankings play each other, Hmm. it'd be a game to pay a lot of attention to, you know? And, and like, as as of now, it's like a possible New Year's Six game. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, uh, I would be really, I don't know. A crime was committed tonight and the victim's name was football. That's all I really have to say about that game. Uh, right now what we were playing, but that wasn't football right now. As we speak in Provo, Utah, um, I bring you good news. Jesus loves you and you're getting absolutely destroyed by Iowa state. (laughs) Uh, Iowa state is, oh God, in the third quarter, it's 45, 13, 45, 13. I was asked what to tell BYU fans, and I was like, grow stronger. You, you are being gracious hosts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Get you your weight known, up. You are known for your hospitality, and mm-hmm. you are demonstrating it tonight. Yes. Iowa State continues its recovery from an absolute shit start. And what better way to do that by playing one of the extremely inviting and hospitable new members of the Big 12, who have all been very kind to their new brethren. Uh, except for UCF today. Except for bucket. Why? What happens to UCF? Well, Mike Gundy lost by a million points. <laughs> he's got to be used to that at this point, at least. I do like that about Gus, where if he's like, "Oh, can we hit a lick tonight?" Oh, we're gonna hit a lick. Okay, cool. <laughs> Is that play still working? I'm gonna call it three hundred times. <laughs> I've never seen this shit. Before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or no, it's Gus. So it's like they haven't seen this shit since eighth grade. I was gonna say- <laughs> Whatever we the sign, I was like, "Oh fuck, he's doing high school shit." I'm gonna unleash the power of the spread wing T. <laughs> Just over there quoting his book right into the into the headset. Yeah, call that page thirty-two. Actually, that's it. You, you know that playbook doesn't have thirty-two pages. Page eight. Did you notice you said thirty-two again? <laughs> um. Somebody told me, somebody who would know well goes, hey, you know, Paul Johnson told me he only has 11 plays. And I was like, that seems like too many. That's, I mean, that's got to be counting punt, field goal, and victory, victory formation. Yeah. Like, is one of them, maybe it's like one of them is run this way and one of them is run that way. Yeah. I think one of them is pass. Because <laughs> yeah, they did throw sometimes. Gl- glare, dip. Glower. I'm out one. Okay. Strong punch. <laughs> that playback had to get whittled over time because like hawaii paul johnson was on some shit Physically, oh yeah you, you go back and watch hawaii uh, hawaii when he was there they're just shit you've never seen before and never seen since like that was the lab and then it all got um it all got condensed down to the final form of the tecmo bowl playbook no that's some, the end that was some young experimental conscious rap that's what wild, that long-haired Paul Johnson. Yes, yeah. <laughs> dropping later syllables on, about lyrical miracles. Yeah, yeah. And then later on, he became club banger Paul Johnson. It's yeah, like, fuck y'all crazy shit. for this one? Let's just make butts move. Yeah, yeah. Make butts move. Call the same three beats. Here we go. Did we did we miss anything from this outstanding day of college football? <laughs> uh, Oregon State sixty-two, Stanford seventeen. It's a big big number, Oregon State. You're eight and eight and two Oregon State is a thing that uh you know, still after after Oregon State had a whole lot of down years. Eight and two, number twelve, Oregon State. How about that? Yeah, that is impressive. Uh, another big number, by the way, Bo Nix adding to his stellar passing line tonight <laughs> with a fresh touchdown thrown to a wide open receiver. <laughs> I'll be damned. <laughs> USC's number seven ran over like, oh, fuck, shit, <laughs> oh. Wait, I thought the Grink was the entire problem. Duh, pickles. Supposed Uh-oh. to be over here? You mean it's deeper than just one guy? Uh-oh. <laughs> he just looked, the corner looked up like, there's so much grass here. Who put all of this grass here? It's fucking unreasonable. I love corners. <laughs> like, boy, we were watching the UNC Duke game and like, Guy drops a wide open touchdown. And I'm like, if I was the DB, I'd just go over there and celebrate, right? Like, no, sir. Yeah, that's when you hit him with the seatbelt. Yeah, yeah. 
Got y'all locked down. Not on my watch, bucko. <laughs> Get hit with the dikembe. Mm-mm. You're in the no-fly zone, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I didn't do a thing, but you still are. This is this game is going to be it's going to go deep into the night and it's going to involve a lot more wide open guys standing in the end zone with Bo Nix just looking <laughs> like a genius. A thing that again we get to say in 2023. Bo Nix, football genius. This might be a thing where Heisman voters look up in the morning and they're like, oh, he threw for seven thousand yards, but it was against <laughs> USC. So. We continue to get to say the phrase "get right game" against USC's defense, which will never stop being funny. Four, yes. year, four years ago, if I told you, I'd be like, hey, listen, Bo Nix and Jaden Daniels are going to be rampaging. <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> You're like, at football? At football? Yeah. yeah. Not not at bocce. Okay. Yeah. Not in the street fighting cops. Yeah. No. In the sport of football. Oh, man. Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, K-State with another big number. Um, Baylor's K- pretty K- Sam Houston State, 2-8. and eight. A winning God streak. Bless. For Sam Houston. Fantastic. Congratulations, Sam Houston. Let's just keep this going. Let's keep the magic. Let's keep the magic happening. Um, didn't die for this. No. And remember, we did discuss, by the way, the little lift of hope that a Scott Satterfield team always does at the end of the season. Just climbing up to make <laughs> just things. In yeah. for, just in time for him to fucking ruin it. Mm-hmm. By, his own, by his own design. Cincinnati 24, Houston 14, <laughs> the first Big 12 win for Cincinnati. You know, ah! who, I'm, uh, you know who I'm hearing is uh, drawing a lot of interest from ADs uh, around the country. Oh, it's, oh. it's Scott Satterfield? That coach who's uh, engineered a, a, a late season surge at Cincinnati. I've heard the players are really buying in. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a culture thing. They're beginning mm. to believe, yeah. Yeah. That's true. You can be like, hey, look, Cincinnati's figured it out. And they don't have to know that I'm not lying because I'm talking about the Bengals. That's a good point. Yeah. Not the Bearcats. I'll be like, yeah, Cincinnati's really got it going on. And boy, this young coach here. Ooh, he's not young. <laughs> he's young for you. That's yes. right. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, <laughs> when you when you hire him, he, he will be new and then he won't stay very long. <laughs> I thought you meant like and... usually we hire motherfuckers who are like 80. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish there was a program that was like, sorry, the culture and the the culture of this fan base and the way that we like to do things. I need a coach who's at least seventy eight. I think UNC is uh UNC is uh, they're trying it. Yeah, I mean not just Mac but also Butch was uh not the youngest. The Seahawks the Seahawks are trying it, but uh, he's a daywalker and a Highlander, so that doesn't he's really. Ne- he's never leaving. He ages Butch is like an emotional tween. But yeah, we need a we need a program that's like. Sorry, we need we need a lot of frost. We need a lot of snow up on that mountain. A lot of frost on that pumpkin. Yeah, a lot of frost. Tennessee. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey. Well, uh, enough out of you. Nebraska got rid of their frost. <laughs> I didn't hear that about them. Oh, hey, I think I think with that we have, I think with, with that we have reached a wonderful departure point for the full cast after dark if you've made it this far in the program thank you for coming out and listening is this the part where i say all the names of people who showed up like a crazy old man good night everybody good night <laughs>